This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers podcast. I'm your host, Neil. This is episode 118. Our guest today is Mohamed Masakwa. As you can tell... I'm excited about this episode. Uh, it was a great conversation that I had with Muhammad. Um, we talked about everything from his career in the NFL to uh, an incident that changed his life, what he's doing now post NFL career, and kind of just you know we just kind of get in his head a little bit, kind of see you know what he you know where he's coming from, what he's thinking about, what he's trying to get accomplished now in life. Um, it was, you know, it was, it's a really good conversation. And it, like I said, it's entertaining. It's fun. Um, there's some ed- educational moments in it and just a lot of uh, passion and motivation as every guest that we'd like to have on the podcast hopefully brings, right? <laughs> That's usually the goal is that they bring those those factors. And Muhammad definitely does that. Um Again, if you're an NFL fan, if you're a sports fan, um, you have that connection. But if you're not, that's totally fine because this conversation is not like 100% sports uh, orientated and it's not really, that's not really the, the overall um, reasoning for the conversation. So everyone can enjoy this conversation 100%. Um, I, let me just give you his uh, details as far as if you want to look him up really quick on the internet, on social media. I know when I listen to podcasts, I prefer to have an idea of the person. So if I'm not just familiar with the guests straight off the bat, just from seeing their name, I do look them up and maybe I'm weird for that. But, um, if there's other weirdos like me, um, you can search them at iron I R O N Masaqua M A S S A Q U O I. And he said, that's the, uh, social media handle across the board. So if you're someone who likes to spend time on the gram, if you're a Twitter head, whatever it is that you do, that's how you find him. Um, again, former NFL athlete, um, things have changed in his life, and it's for the better, honestly. Um, sometimes things are blessings wrapped inside of tragedy or curses or a, you know, this this, this blessing is given to you through some sort of drama, not drama, uh, you know, negative experience, you could say. Um, sometimes we're, we're given a gift like that, you know, uh, where we have a, um, a different story to tell and people to help, and people to motivate, and people to inspire, uh, and that's what Muhammad has chosen to do with the way his life has, um, the way the, the, the way thing the, the the way the events have unfolded. Basically, um, the the good thing about this super motivated gentleman, super smart gentleman, again talented, work ethic. Um, there's there's nothing bad to say about the guy. Um, so I really look forward to the conversation. I don't really want to hold this up from it, so I'm going to let you go ahead and get into it. Um, I'll catch you guys on the other end of the episode after my conversation is finished with Muhammad. Enjoy the conversation. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot go with him. Can't do it. Play with the game. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Down goes Frazier! Touchdown! You 
are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Mohammed, I appreciate you joining me on the Cloud Dodgers podcast. How's everything going, man? Everything's straight. Thank you for having me. No problem, of course. Um, many of those who listen, I mean, straight out the gate, will instantly remember you as, you know, second-round draft pick, Cleveland Browns, 2009 NFL draft. Um, before we go anywhere past that, you know, obviously, first of all, major respect to you for, you know, putting the work to reach that level in professional sports. Um, you know, most kids only dream about it. You lived it. Um, is there anything that surprised you? about your time in the NFL, or was it exactly how you kind of expected it? Well, I, I think you just understand just every level that you go higher. You you may think you understand, but guys are bigger, faster, stronger, and the business behind the sport is a lot different. So I, I think just a combination of all, all those things, but just making it to the NFL is something that every child that, that plays or most children that, that, that play dream of so i wouldn't trade it in for the world right exactly i was just gonna say that you know my son wants to be in the nfl all his friends want to be in the nfl i'd say like you mentioned most boys when we you know when we're young we dream of being some sort of professional athlete um however the numbers are daunting and it's really hard to make it to that level if you had you know i'm sure you do it a lot if you had to give like one piece of advice to to those kids now who are trying to you know walk in that similar path that you did is there is there one thing that you can hone in on or is there just so much to it well, one, you have to put the work in. You, you find find a, a, a mentor, whether it's someone on TV, whether it's a player that you've heard of. And now, since we're in the information age and people can go see how their favorite player is working out or the latest and greatest uh, nutrition tools or how you take care of your body, just being all in on that because there's even for like the greatest athletes, they put so much work in that they're not just genetically predisposed to be professional players. Right. And whoever coming up along, if they put that same work in, they give themselves a greater chance to be a part of that point oh one percent. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I mean, you, like you said, like you mentioned, you see all the top end athletes and, and a lot of people have that perception that, oh, they're just born this way. They're just, you know, they're born with those abilities. But then you hear them over and over say, you know, I put more work in than anybody. So it's like, you know, you can't ever, you know, let that go, of course. Um, for, for those who, who may not know, in 2017, you had a really bad ATV accident and it led you to having four of your fingers amputated, you know, leaving you with just your thumb. I remember watching you tell the story on a, a YouTube video for it was for the Player Tribune, I believe. And, mm-hmm. and you had said something that kind of stuck with me in that video where you, you mentioned that, you know, there's an adjustment, you know, that there's this part that's no longer a part of you, but there's so much more that's still there. Um, and you mentioned how it, you know, it changed your perspective in, in a sense and how things are much more precious. What, you know, w- with your newfound perspective with due, due to the accident, how differently do you approach life now? There are no bad days, first and foremost. And then you have an opportunity just to, to live. And people take it so casually that they wake up and they get in this routine, whether it's going to work or just being in places that they don't want to be versus actually creating whatever it is, the outcome that they that they want. And similar to all the work that you put in trying to be a professional athlete is similar to the journey of trying to be whatever else you wanna you be you wanna be. But if you don't consciously make strides to that versus passively passing through life, I think you're not not living. So for me, I'm just more in the moment. If there's something that I'm trying to do, I try to put an action plan to it to make sure that I'm taking the steps to get it done 
quite to do it right then so that I don't forget about it or I don't wake up in time that's gone by and have any regrets. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, the whole reason, you know, behind the Clock Dodgers name and, and, and what we do is that idea of, you know, there's so much more past just that nine to five life or mindset that we have. And, you know, I think that kind of, you know, epitomizes what you're talking about there with, you know, that there's so much to, to do to not regret it, you know, and to just kind of live it to the fullest. Um, you're also, you know, from everything I've seen from all the, you know, conversations and articles and all these things, you're not the type to give up, obviously you're a really smart dude. And you know, you also know that your story is important to share. Um, what have you been doing since you put, you know, the NFL career behind you in terms of helping others or motivating others with, you know, with your whole story? So this, uh, ironically, it has given me an opportunity to just share and, and try to inspire people. I've been asked to do several keynotes and, and talk. So it's something that I've, I've come to enjoy, just to be able to inspire and help someone reach whatever that potential is or overcome whatever adverse situation that they've been dealing with. And then in adjustment to that, aside from that, one of the things that I've been able to do is just help pros transition outside of playing. It's a journey that once you get to this high, high platform and then you have to figure out what's next, I think sometimes it can be difficult. I have a background in finance. I used to work at Morgan Stanley prior to the accident. So just understanding how those two worlds intersect and collide, I think it's been valuable for some of my peers. Yeah, de- definitely. I-, I agree with you on that. And like, like you said, it is hard, you know, for a lot of guys to transition past that. Um, as far as, you know, with, with, you know, your story and you mentioned, you know, you've done keynotes and, and you've been able to share this story. Was that I mean, I don't know if it still is, but was it initially hard, like weird to you to think like, oh, this actually, my story actually helps people. Like, you know, what I've gone through has this effect on other people. Was that hard to understand at first or like, you know, weird to get used to, or was it just natural to think that, you know, as other people's story have done it for you. So your story, you know, makes sense to move, you know, to help others. No, you have to be vulnerable and and being vulnerable is not always an easy thing to, to be able to speak on the things that you struggle with, that you still struggle with, that you may continue to struggle with. And in, in some ways, some ways it's, it's very difficult. In some ways it's, it's therapeutic and depending on where you are in that given moment, it, it could be a combination of both or extremely one side to the other. other. So it's, it's an adjustment, but you try to understand, okay, who am I speaking to? What do they need? Uh, how, can I use parts of myself to help them get to where they're trying to get to? And it's it's been freeing. It's, it's been very enjoyable, and, and hopefully it's been helpful to a lot of people. Right. So, you know, you brought up the idea of helping athletes transition from, from sports to something else. For you, I mean, obviously before this accident, you know, that, that changed things for you. But before that, was there a plan for you? Had you thought that far ahead also already? Or um, was it something that you weren't sure either? Because I, I can only I can only imagine, and I'm, I'm sure it translates to more than just sports, just people in general who have done one thing their whole life um, and eventually have to stop doing that. It's hard to find purpose or, you know, something that you're just as passionate about. Um, before this all happened to you, was there something that you already had a plan on that you're still, you know, doing as well? Or did this you know, just kind of happened, you know, to fall into place at the same time? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I, I was a, a financial advisor at, at Morgan Stanley. So I was okay. work, working in that, at that field right there. And I think you just continue to grow and you continue to, to adjust. And uh, I think, especially back in my era, we played a lot of sports. And right. <laughs> once you start to grow more, you start to get more niche and niche. And I think that's what a lot of athletes do that as they come out, they find something and then they just get better at those particular things, or maybe they may have some type of life experience that draws them to something that they didn't 
yeah. didn't think about. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's hard to say that you start diverging into too many things because then you may take away from your original job. Right. Uh, it's a it's a balance in that. Right. Now I, I've seen you mention um, that you still have love for Cleveland. Um, the Browns are, you know, sure. they're, they're starting to try to turn things around over there more than more than ever, more than it seemed in the past, at least. Um, do you are you uh, a fan of the changes they've been making, or are you kind of skeptical still about it? Or no, I, I actually think that they've done a great job of strategically putting this team together. In the past, I don't know if that's always been the case, but they have tremendous leadership right now, and just how they're approaching it, whether it be the Tyrod Taylor pick or bringing in a guy like Jarvis Landry and some of the other strategic picks that they've made just so that cohesively the, the, the team can be a unit. And I don't foresee, unless there's some type of injury, that they're going to be moving guys in and out like they've done in the past. And I don't foresee a quarterback controversy just because I think that Tyrod Taylor is a really solid quarterback and just the ability for Baker Mayfield to learn, not to say that he, he can't play at a high level, but I think it's very valuable just the time spent of learning and watching and being able to slow the game down for his confidence and his long-term development. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's hard to argue that. Um, a lot, I'm sure you've seen it, has been made about the, the Jarvis Landry speech from uh, Hard Knocks. Uh, I, I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of it personally, of, of the message he delivered, how he delivered it. Um, but I've, you know, I've had conversations with people who are on both sides. Some, you know, hate it. They don't like how he handled it and all that kind of stuff. And then some people love it. For you, as a guy who you know once sat in those rooms and and had these kind of conversations, what are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like you know? every case is different and we don't know all the details or do you feel like, you know, he did the best way he knew how, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on how he did that? Cause some people I'm surprised came at it as like, you know, if that was them, they wouldn't respond well to it. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Well, we have to put it in context. Jarvis Landry is a pro bowl player. He just signed a huge deal there. He's a guy that a lot is going to be expected of. And he knows that the guys know that. So he has the respect of his teammates already. And the fact that he's putting in the work, it's in camp, everybody's tired. And he's saying, hey, you know, if, if, if I'm the, the guy that, that's, that's the thoroughbred here, I expect everybody else to, to rise to my level because he clearly knows what it takes to be successful at that position right there. Mm-hmm. And you can't fault the guy for, for being passionate about, about winning. And for what the Browns need, they need more guys like that. And any other organization maybe. You can get away with other things, but because the franchise has been uh, so just dysfunctional, to, to say the least, you need a guy that's really going to take pride in trying to get everything cohesively together to build a winning program. And it's not going to happen overnight, so he he's probably has 10 more of those speeches <laughs> that he may have to give. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's. I think the guys will hopefully respond well to it. Um, something that we do a lot on this podcast is we talk about um, fantasy football, and I'm curious. Um, you know, you know, fantasy football, daily fantasy football. It's really taken over in, in a big way. And I don't know. You know, when you were playing, I don't know if it was. I don't think it was as popular, right? Um, what are your thoughts now, just in general, on fantasy football? Are you a fan of it? Are you not? A, you know, a fan of it? What's your take on it? I think it's fun. I think it keeps people engaged to the game for different reasons. I think that it allows the games to be more interactive with your friends. Uh, I've actually played twice since retiring. Uh, the first year, I had no idea what I, what I was doing, and I picked 
the player versus the production. Right. And then last year I had a, a good pick, but all my guys, they start the season off great, and then they start to drop off because of injury. <laughs> so um, I, I think that I still have a couple more years in me. I'm hopefully I can win a <laughs> football championship or something. That's good. So yeah, so so you think it is good for the sport in terms of you know you know bringing attention to it and everything. Now, obviously, you know some players seem to be bothered by it, right? And I think it's more because of like the social media aspect, probably because you got these fans who are you know so uh, so into it that they feel the need to like you know tag these guys and post, and you know they obviously the players have to see the criticism of it. You know if they don't have a good game or, or an off year, whatever the case is, injuries. Um, so. Do you think, like, if, if you were playing right now, do you think, so? Do you, I mean, it sounds like you would embrace it probably and the fans and, you know, their enthusiasm for it? Well, so there's, there's, a, there's a big difference between enjoying fantasy football and having fantasy football affect how you engage with a player. Right. That, those lines are, that they shouldn't be crossed. So for me, if I'm playing and I know a guy, I'm not going to call him and say, hey, you know, what's the game plan for the week? Or, <laughs> right. you know, I need you to give me, 10 touchdowns or whatever the case may be. I think it's just something fun that, that friends can do amongst each other. But mm-hmm. if a guy's hurt or if a guy has a bad game, it's real life. Right. He doesn't want to deal with somebody because they lost their work fantasy football game, nor should he have to. Right. I think that is a little obsessive. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think that, that crosses the line. And obviously that's one of those things that, you know, with social media we see, you know, has a downside to it right is when when fans do stuff like that and i totally agree with you you know it's imagine that person at their job you know being harassed by somebody you know they don't even know you know on the internet a hundred times a day telling them they did something they didn't like um so i definitely agree with you i think that's where fans you know go too far um i I do play this little game here on the show sometimes where uh, i call it foul or no foul where basically i have you know statements that i have here and whether some of them are you know i just make them up or i see them on the internet whatever it is um and I, i read them to you if you agree with, you know, the statement, then you let me know that you see no foul in it. You, you know, it's cool. You agree with it or, or it's fine. But if you do disagree with it, then there's a foul. It's not it's not good to you. Um, you down for that? Okay. I'm just going to throw a couple of them at you. Yeah, let's. Okay. That's right. All right. So uh, kneeling during the anthem will once again be the hottest topic in the NFL and uh, cause all the headlines the entire season. Uh, no foul. No foul? You think it is, right? It's, a, yeah. it's an ugly situation. Well, hopefully, you know, hopefully plays out the way we, we you know as the players want it to so we'll see how that goes um the, the yeah la- i don't think that's gonna go away till they address it the way that it needs to be addressed yeah what, what, what do you, what do you think standpoint. yeah i was gonna say i was just gonna ask you do you think it's more of like the players and the ownership standpoint need to meet somewhere in the middle or do you think that the owners are just really the ones holding it up and that the players you know would be more lenient well not lenient but more you know uh more open to things that the owners just aren't moving on well, I, I, if you look at basketball, if you look at other sports, there's more of a uh, working relationship between players and the owners. And so, and there, there's more of a understanding of what the players are feeling in other sports. So they, as they're working together, they come to some type of solution that benefits both parties equally. That has to happen in the NFL. So until they do that and until it's not so divisive, they're going to continue to see it in a major way yeah i agree with you and hopefully it gets you know hopefully sooner than later but you know we'll see how, how it plays out um the other one i want to throw at you really quick uh lebron james cleveland again another cleveland guy here uh will not mm-hmm. win a championship in los angeles foul or no foul that's a foul he's gonna win one. Oh yeah right you think right out the bat or it's gonna take a couple yeah. seasons 
I don't know when, but he's he's gonna he's gonna figure it out. He's <laughs> he's won everywhere he's been. <laughs> so, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Cleveland, Miami, so he he gets one. All right, that's fair. That's fair. It's hard to argue that. Um, so so what's what's next for you, man? I mean. You know, say, say it's hard to look into the future, right? It's hard to you know even think that far. Sometimes it's not even worth it. But if we were to look a couple of years ahead, is there something that like you're really focused on having accomplished, or you know having having made you know become a reality? Is there you know is there something in the plans right now? Uh, so there's there's three three big things that I'll, I'll continue to to work on um, outside of like my personal life, personal relationships. Uh, one is just continuing to to speak. Uh, think that it could be very effective and, and help a lot of people out. I'll continue to, I'll continue to help athletes transition and find their ways uh, on the professional side outside of sports. And as being an amputee now, one of the things that I'm currently working on doing is creating a whole foundation for uh, kids who are amputees to get their prosthetic devices paid for. So next year, 2019, we'll be kicking off the first annual tennis tournament and then we'll have a tennis tournament and Gala to follow that. So that's awesome. really excited about those three things. Uh, hopefully they'll impact a lot of people in, in different ways, but uh, just giving back and, and living life. Yeah, that's really awesome. I mean, whenever that is announced, uh, let me know or if I catch it on your social media or something, I'll make sure to you know announce it on here. As far as from a standpoint of you know what you know the, the the foundation everything you're doing is and you know like i said when, when we started the conversation a lot of people you know know you as the nfl athlete right the the um the, the, the big college time the big time college player is there anything about muhammad that people don't know that you want them to know that they don't know that they want yeah uh-huh. like is there, is there anything like you know that you want you know people to know more about or you know you know, be be more recognized for, or that you know you're doing that you want people to be more aware of instead of just oh, you know, Muhammad, the one who played it, you know, in the NFL, or you know, that had this accident. Is there anything that you know you want people to know more about? Well, I, I think it, it would be hard to to answer that question with like a one word statement or, mm-hmm. or even one sentence. I think that now we, we get a chance to to see people through their social media lens, so just in following uh, if they're if they're interested. Right. Just to see the day to day or the interaction between different people, the different things that I might be into, whether it's music or where I'm at or things like that. And, and I think it, social media has been great for a lot of those reasons right there. So speaking of social media, where can they find you on? What, what, first of all, where's best? Is it Instagram? Is it Twitter? Is it a little bit of both? And, and, and where on those? What is the, um, the name, the at name that they can find you at? So it's, it's uniform across all channels. So Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. Everything is Iron Massaqua at at Iron Massaqua. So okay, kind perfect. of the, the Iron Man moniker. Now that I have my bionic device, so. <laughs> that's awesome. And that, that, that's good because you know some guys are something different everywhere, and you're like, man, it's making it really difficult right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I do like to ask. Well, first of all, I seen. I did. I actually looked at. I think it was your Instagram where I seen it. You were in France during the World Cup when they won it. I was. That's pretty awesome. Was. How was, was that uh, experience? My anniversary trip. Man, it was unreal. Like, I'm not sure where you're from, but literally, I've never seen so many people united for one common thing in, in my entire life. And the fact that they wanted just to see everybody just in the streets where we were at, at the Champs-Élysées, it might have been, you know, easily 250,000 people just walking the streets and celebrating and cannons going off and fireworks and, you know, red and blue smoke everywhere. So that experience right there, I don't even know if we could have planned a, 
a trip like that. Uh, even if we, we tried, people were in the streets watching the games, people, the whole, really the whole city of Paris, uh, where we were just at was 250 people. And all of Paris, the probably million people just walking around celebrating. That's crazy. That's pretty awesome. That must be great. Like you said, you were out there celebrating your life, you know, your personal thing. And then these people were all celebrating. It must have just, you know, magnified the situation. Um, I, I do like oh, yeah. that's pretty awesome. I do like to ask any anyway, before I let you go here because I don't want to take up too much of your time. I, I like to ask every guest that comes on the Cloud Dodgers podcast, you know, to recommend one thing right to the listeners. And it doesn't matter. It could be you know a just a mentality. Uh, it could be an actual item, a book, a movie, a, a music, anything at all. Um, if you had to just recommend one thing to everybody right now listening that you feel they should check out, um, what what would be your recommendation? Oh, put you on the spot, man. I put you on the spot. <laughs> put me on the spot. I mean, I'm a fan of music, uh, so I, I, I cycle through different artists that I like, whether it be Jay Z, J Cole, Nipsey Hussle, uh, Wale. So people like that that are uh, both gifted lyricists and make quality songs, and I'm just a fan of. So, so music's a big thing to me. What's your What's your favorite album that came out recently? My favorite album that came out recently. Yeah, this Ooh. year. Gosh. Uh. That's another good one. There's so many good ones out here right now. Um, Everything is Love was great. Um, I think uh, Redemption by J Rock was good. Yeah. Uh, um, gosh, man, there's, 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 there's so, so many, much of it. So many good ones. Yeah. Honestly, uh, J Cole's new album, Nipsey's album, was good. Be, um, be, being that you're a fan, because it sounds like a lot of the artists your name are most, you know, a lot of lyricists, and obviously they have a lot of um, intricate, you know, songs, and the albums are very, you know, in depth. Um, are you, as far as you know, we obviously see this wave happening right now, and a lot of it's like on Instagram and everything, like, you know, quote unquote Instagram rappers or this microwave era that we live in. Um, are are you? not a fan of it at all do you feel like it's just going to fade away kind of thing or do you feel like it's kind of here to stay with the you know the way the generation the culture are moving uh, i think it's the longevity of it we had them when i was younger when i was in high school yeah uh, there were people that came out with you know one hit wonders or um had a decent run but it was very trendy so i, I think a lot of the you know whether it be the artist that it had a colorful hair the face tattoos all that <laughs> stuff I, I think that once this era changes, I don't foresee them. Um, I would say all, all the people that sound the same or are sonically um, uniform. I think those people are the ones that go away. And the people who, you know, have carved the lane for themselves. I think they're those are the people that will be here, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Gotcha. Later. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, man, I really appreciate you know you taking your time. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you got a lot to do, a lot of people to help out. Um, you know, we, we got everything here. We got your social media for people where to follow you. We got your recommendation. We got your thoughts on a lot of different things. So I, I really appreciate that. Um, for, for all the things that you mentioned as far as the tennis and the foundations and stuff, easiest place to find it, you said, is the social media, right? It's social media. Social media. Uh, I'm going to do a good job of keeping everything up, uploaded on that. 
Awesome. Well, man, I just want to, again, I want to thank you for your time. I want to, you know, just thank you for, you know, being an inspiration, um, you know, not just, you know, through your incident, but just the hard work that you put in before all that ever happened and, you know, where you got yourself to. Um, it's, it's just something that people need to appreciate and respect. And uh, I just want to thank you for that and thank you for everything. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'll keep, like I said, I'll keep the uh, the Cloud Adger family here abreast of the, uh, you know, the foundations and stuff that you got going on. So I'll be following you on social media. And of course, when it happens, when you release those things and you have updates, if you feel like, you know, come back on the show, you're more than welcome to come on and talk about it. I appreciate that, boss. No problem, Mama. You have a good day, man. All right, you do the same. All right, all right, all right. Thank you again. Thank you again to Muhammad for coming on the show. Greatly appreciate the conversation. Uh, from the intro, you guys can see what I was talking about now after the fact um, and why this conversation was important uh, and why I felt like, you know, I wanted to get it out right away. Uh, big shout out also to uh, Corinne for setting this up. Corinne is the one who set this conversation up. So big shout out to her. Uh, she does a great job over there. So um, shout out to everybody over there. Shout out to everyone that was involved in making this happen. Um, definitely, you know, as far as like I was saying in the beginning of the episode, before you, we got to the conversation, uh, for you guys to understand what I was trying to put together there, um, I think it's important. I think it's an important lesson that we take from this conversation with Mo because, as I said, he he worked hard, right? He had a gift. He worked hard. He got to the ultimate stage that you can get to, right? The highest level of achievement with the, with his abilities that you can get to, right? There's no higher stage in the NFL when it comes to athletics or football, right? So he did that. He accomplished that, uh, which is which is major. It's a major major thing. Typically, when that's your path, right? When that's the path that you've worked towards and you've chosen it. After the fact, when that career is over, a lot of guys either become lost, they become disinterested because that's what they've loved their whole life. They don't know anything else. Um, and sometimes people fall into good positions for them, right? Good, good, um, good second careers, as I guess you would call it. Um, sometimes in media, sometimes in uh, comedy, acting. There's all kinds of things they fall into: business, uh, mentorships. So there's all there's all kinds of stuff, right? In most case he had an incident that changed everything, right? Um, but he didn't let that slow him down. He didn't let that stop him. Mo took that experience, no matter how negative it was in the moment, and made it a positive. He's now, instead of giving up, or instead of getting depressed about it, or instead of letting it beat him, he took it and flipped it on its head. So now, it's a strength. Now it's a, um, a weapon for motivation, for inspiration to help others who don't know how to make that adjustment like Muhammad did, right? So that, that, that's a beautiful thing. And I feel like it, I, don't, I don't want that to get lost in the message here. Um, I want that to be what, you know, the highlighted message here is that he took one gift, performed at its highest level, was given another gift in a weird roundabout way, and is now, I believe, going to take it to the highest level as well. He's got a lot of special stuff left to do, and he's going to do it. So please follow him on social media because, as you heard on the, on the conversation there, um, any updates that come from his foundations, from things he does, and just to get to know him better. Like he said, he, you know, he could be tweeting about music or sports or whatever. Um, so, And I always ask you guys to follow the guests that are on the show just to kind of extra, extra level of support from the Clock Dodger family. It means something because the whole point of this show is to discuss passion motivation get educated on something sometimes sometimes it's just to laugh but the biggest thing is to is to support others um and so go ahead and follow him um 
if for nothing less to keep up on what the you know the, the foundation is doing and how you can help but if for even more you know like i said to show that clock dodger support show how we roll um so definitely go ahead and do that we have this this was a great conversation i, I really am happy about the episode and i hope you guys took something from it um if you have a similar story where you took something that you know was a negative experience or was a negative you know affecting your life and you ended up flipping it for something positive please share those stories with me um you can tweet them you can dm me you can email um for anyone who's concerned if you share a story with me uh if you don't want if you want it to be you know where it's anonymous just tell me that i won't say your name i don't have to say your name um but i love hearing the stories from you guys so definitely share those if you have them um or if there's other stories it doesn't have to be your story it can be a story like muhammad's that you felt uh, motivated you at some point or inspired you or you know someone that was inspired by it um i like to consume that stuff so definitely definitely send it to me uh, other than that you guys know what it is uh this is a quick episode the co- the conversation was important it was compacted but it was important you know it might be we packaged it up in a small package but it was an important message um other than that you guys know what it is follow at all the social media platforms like muhammad we keep it simple it's clock dodgers across the board at clock dodgers um subscribe to the podcast if this was the only episode you've ever heard there's more episodes like this i promise you in the vault go back there's tons of good episodes with people like Muhammad. Uh, and going forward, there's going to be tons of great conversations with people like him and entertaining conversations and funny conversations and some that are just straight up educational. You come away feeling smart as hell sometimes. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I come away impressed sometimes myself. I learn a few things myself. Um, so definitely subscribe if you haven't subscribed. I would really appreciate that. It means the world uh, to everything we're trying to do here. You're you just hitting that subscribe button gives us an extra push to try to accomplish more um you can also um visit cloudodders.com the website we have a lot of new articles going up um you can also find the podcast there if it's easier for you if you want to listen to it on a web version youtube all those kind of places the podcast is everywhere spotify itunes you know whatever you're using just hit subscribe on that platform if it's the easiest for you and spread the word for instance in this case share muhammad's story I promise you there's someone in your life right now that you see every day, whether it's a coworker, a family member, a friend, somebody can use this motivation. Somebody can use his story to apply it to their life and figure out maybe something that they don't, they don't want to regret, right? We don't want them to have a regret and he can help them just by hearing his story, uh, motivate them a little more. So share it, subscribe. It means everything to me. It helps us build this brand and continue to push um, because we're building something special. And the only way to really do that is with you guys. Um, so let's just continue to, to make that push. Uh, again, clockdodgers.com is the website at clockdodgers on all social media platforms. And that's the easiest way to keep in touch, guys. That really is. That's really, that's really all there is to it. As always, guys, I love you. Be kind. Be great. Keep dodging. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get on all on rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.